Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach, and I would love to go ahead with the normal script, but we're actually joined by a special guest today. So with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Maitland, but also my friend from Linden, uh, that's my alma mater, by the way, Mr. Pete Foley. Pete, Chris, how the heck are you guys there doing? Wonderful, Liam. Wonderful. (laughs) I just had a stroke. Uh, I don't know if you could tell, but they're doing, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry to hear about your stroke but 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 congratulations on the very quick recovery oh yeah you're a medical marvel how are you doing there, Pete? i'm doing really well i'm sitting out in my unrunning car in 28 degree uh weather and i just <laughs> couldn't be i couldn't be happier no i'm, I'm sure <laughs> i'm right now i'm sitting in the uh, heated confines of my bedroom and I'm I'm just miserable. I I wish I could be with you out in your 28 degree car, braving the New England, the Cape Cod weather. Yeah, that's, not in Cape Cod. That sounds You're pretty not, divine. Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah, you live in Vermont now, full full time, right? I live in Vermont, buddy. Yeah, you. <laughs> There's you, nothing nice about a Vermont winter. They all are just horrible. Yeah, it's believe so me, man. We went we we went through five uh-huh. years of it already together. So, we did, all right, we did. so. Moving on I, with the show. I, I, get, I'd argue there's nothing get, nice about Vermont in any of the 12 months, but that's just me. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Shot, some shots fired there. But I, anyway, guys. Mountains and foliage. Vermont, yeah, not, not a fan of Vermont. Mountains and foliage. Not a fan of Vermont. To give you guys a little <clears throat> bit of background of the show, me, Chris, and Pete will be talking NFL fantasy football along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League. Feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse. And also online, you can find us on Twitter at EO Fantasy and on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. Also, look us up on your podcast provider right now because we're no longer on EOD's feed, so it's wicked important that you give us a like and a follow. So without further ado, let's get this shit show of a podcast already on the road for a rundown. We, we're going to give you a, a, a rundown of our personal fantasy weeks. Me and Pete are actually in a fantasy league together. Chris, as usual, going to talk over some waiver wire targets for our special segment this week. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about quarterbacks who we're very certain are going to be changing teams and what destination could be best for their fantasy value. So this is not necessarily where we think those quarterbacks are going to go. Just what landing place could be best for, you know, QB1, QB2 numbers. Uh, then, as usual, hits and whiffs, stardom, 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 and finally, final thoughts. So, Chris, how about you start off talking about your personal fantasy week, Mr. Bye Week? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that, that's pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. simple and All quick. right, yes. So I had two bye weeks. I had two bye weeks. And, Liam, you you just really want to, like, just get that self-esteem even lower, well, at least from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, Remember last week I was, I was discussing how, I, how there was one league I had not clinched the playoff spot in? Guess what? what? Yeah? I, 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 guess what? I made the playoffs. <laughs> I won big this week and, and ended up with a four seed. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Carson Wentz for putting it together in the fourth quarter. I'd like to thank Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott and Allen Robinson 
Thanks, guys. You made a pretty – I mean, my, four, my my team only got like 115 <laughs> points, but I ended up still blowing it by 40 because this kid had half the Raiders, and they're terrible. So thank you. Oh, that was that was pretty cool. Just, so, uh, yeah, I look forward to being in the playoffs in all four leagues. I'm very excited, and we'll see where my uh, – now, I've had I've been riding a crazy luck wave all year, and we'll see uh, the, the depths of the how, of, of that this week. They'll be tested. Um, and hopefully I'll come out at least okay in a few leagues. I'm not liking my odds just because of, of as I've been bitching about on this podcast the entire week, this entire season. I'm like, here, I'm, it, it's, I'm, my luck's going to run out eventually, and I just have a feeling that now when the games start to really count is when it's going to happen. No, exactly. So I, I can't even get into me and Pete's league. I'm, I guess I'm probably going to have to. But you know what? here's a common theme in both of me and Pete's league. Sony Michelle got eight. Freaking yard on five Why do you carries. Keep playing him? Because so here's the thing. This was going to be the week I was going to drop him, but then lo and, be, lo and behold, I look back to last year. He had uh, like 123 yards versus the Chiefs last year, and they have they've had one of the worst running defenses all year. So in me and Pete, in me and Pete's league and in our league. Sony Michelle eight yards. I think in me and Pete's league, I, I think it was like uh, he got. He, it's a PPR, so he got the one point for the one reception that went for zero fucking yards. So <laughs> he at least kind of like broke over the one point hump there for me. But meanwhile, in our league, 0.08 points. I I should have played Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I should have played your boy Kenyon Drake, yeah, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah, well, because because Kenyon Drake isn't soft as baby shit like Sony Michelle, so you absolutely should you absolutely should have played him. Sony well, Michelle speak, is useless. Speaking of, He's speaking, the, of pe- speaking of people with the useless. name Bay, people speaking of people with the name Bay in their name, Baker Mayfield absolutely let me down. They won the game, <laughs> but he went through two goddamn interceptions. Dude, he he had guess, a terrific performance against the the vaunted Bengals defense. And guess who was on my bench, Mr. Jacoby Brissett, who you know Oof. granted didn't, didn't win the game, but would have put me over the edge. Just and, and and of course, yeah. uh, Mike Mike Evans after putting up 14 points in the first half, uh, out for the rest of the season now uh, with with a hamstring injury. He kind of he he pulled a touchdown, but at least at least he scored. Yeah, no, I I, I got to thank him for that. Uh, he, that's one part. How's your, how's your Michael, fantasy? Michael week? Thomas delivered. Michael Thomas definitely did deliver, but not enough for me. Um. Yeah, he, uh, he was a big part of that of my win, by the way, also. So, re- receiver-wise, I drafted better than anybody else in the league. Yeah, fucking tell me about it. <laughs> Hands down, dude. Like, right now, starting, I have DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, the second, and Stephon Diggs. Which is that's, that's on, quite good. Quite on good. my bench, I've got DK Metcalf. He's getting there. I just haven't really started him unless I had to. Well, the thing and, is, though, he, uh, he, he, yeah. DK Metcalf, I feel like for you, has been like Cole Beasley for me. You know, you, you, you've been playing with like this other people in terms of their names over him, but like, he, like he's had games where he's absolutely exploded. Oh, you yeah. know, his, his, you know, uh, like his, his rapport with Russell Wilson has only gotten better all season. And again, like we've said on the show before, they're actually using him correctly in Seattle. Yeah, like, but he's gonna be an up and down player just based on what he does and what, what his skill set is. I mean, he's he's fast, he's still raw as hell, so he's gonna he's gonna have his ups and downs. But like my my running back core, like it started off good. Like Damian Williams was was kind of off to a good start, but turns out he's a bitch made out of bone, made out of glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude? He's always hurt. It's fucking aggravating. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the injury right report now, has been a second home for him this year. 
right now my starting running backs are Duke Johnson and Tariq Cohen. And Tariq Cohen could be all right. Oh Johnson my had a good God. Against the Pats. Oh, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> oh my God! Because he drafted receivers in the first two rounds. That's why. And on on my bench, I have uh, Snell Jr. and Bilal Powell. Like I don't know what happened. Oh, Bilal Powell. <laughs> what team is Bilal Powell even on anymore? No, He's no, no. I, pick, I, 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 still I, I, I picked him up last week because um Cause because Bell the Le'Veon, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell was out. Yeah, he with, had an okay with the week. flu. With, with the flu, he but he pulls a, a but, perfect but game Bell, on that Bell. same night. But then, but like because other than he's an ace. other than other than running back, my team is perfect. I've got Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, um, Pat's defense, Bears defense. Um, I Good did Lord. have. Uh, I also I also had Greg Olson, but I dropped him. Yeah. All right. So. You bet this league over the table in the draft, man. Everybody tried to get cute. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. And uh, I'm actually so I'm in, I'm, outside I'm of Damian Williams. Did you? Yeah. All right. What's my up? Bad. Go ahead. So, did you take any running backs besides Damian Williams in the first like twelve rounds? Because that that's astonishing. I'm just like blown away <laughs> by that running back group. I I did, but they're all just a bunch of bitches. Like they just I don't even remember who they are because that's how they're dead to me. Because they're so injury prone. Be, because they cycled have you, have out you into had the way. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had Tariq Cohen all year? Because he, he was like a seventh. No, I, 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 I picked up. I picked up Tariq Cohen like two weeks ago. Okay. Tariq Cohen, um, one of those only, players. My only. So yeah, Tariq Cohen's been one of those players who I think has been just popping up on the waiver wire every every two weeks because I feel pe- people will pick him up. Keep him on their bench. See that there's somebody who could, who's potentially better the week after, and like, and they'll see him as expendable. So I feel like Tariq Cohen, uh, like every other week, he's going to be available on your waiver wire on average. Yeah, yeah, and he'll keep getting picked up because he at least unlike a lot of the guys that are waiver wire fodder has a defined role on the team. I mean, granted, he his usage is not necessarily the greatest on a week by week basis, but you know, you know, he's going to get the ball. He's kind of like Duke Johnson, like you know, like he, he like his week to week touch. His week to week volume will be aggravating, but you know he's gonna be always. He's I, gonna see the field every week. I I, dre- I the only running back I've had since the start is Duke Johnson because of Lamar Miller's injury. Yeah, which uh, that, that was a smart pickup in the beginning of the year, though. That made sense because there For was sure. there I, was the thought that I, he was going to be the RB one in Houston. Yeah, and yeah, the, and oh, who do they have? Um, Carlos Hyde. Bill no. O'Brien sucks. Yeah, they do have Carlos Hyde. Yes. Bill O'Brien is, is a great and coach. Duke, He's done more with nothing than Bill O'Brien's else. an idiot. Bill, yes, yeah, but he, Bill O'Brien's a moron because Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson has performed very well when he's gotten the ball, and particularly in the passing game. But for, but O'Brien will not give it. Will just not let him touch it. It's ridiculous. I mean, th- there's Hunk a lot of people in that offense that need targets, man. <laughs> yes, like Will Fuller is his point two hamstrings. <laughs> 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 maybe 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 you can drop a shovel pass for 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 deep threat Kenny Stills to catch the <laughs> offensive virtuoso that Bill O'Brien just, is. You know, an, another ten yard slant for DeAndre Hopkins to get you know you know five or like five yards after the catch because you know that guy is great for yards after the catch, isn't he? Yes, yes, particularly uh, yeah. Just that, that, that like no, the the Texans succeed in spite of Bill O'Brien. He's like he's like a, a slightly uh, uh, he's like he's like Jason Garrett without the clapping. 
I, I would very I would just very much disagree though. I think Bill O'Brien, one, I think he's established a much more healthy no. culture than Jason Garrett ever could have in Dallas. Two, no, again, I mean, he has done more with nothing. He has had a rotating offensive line. He has had the worst quarterback play. But despite that, despite that, he has only had one under five hundred season his entire time in Houston. I I remember. Well, no, you're right. No, sorry, that that comparison was was wasn't fair. Jason, no one celebrates Jason Garrett. Bill O'Brien is like he's like Adam Gase. He's like one of these guys that has an inexplicable following amongst like the media people that think he's a genius, but he still stinks. And but during that time when they had like Tom Savage and T.J. Yates and all these all these the buffoons playing quarterback, uh, they had they had J.J. Watt winning three defensive players of the year. They had a great defense. And now they have Deshaun Watson, who's a dynamic talent at quarterback. Bill O'Brien sucks, and he's just he, and he's getting carried by the 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 players. That, that, that's I think Bill O'Brien is a bottom ten coach in the league, maybe bottom five. He stinks. Whoa, whoa. that all right. So <laughs> just like every other friggin' Belichick disciple, he stinks. All right. Well, I think he's got a few playoff appearances and a, a, a win over a dominating <laughs> win over the New England Patriots. But yes, and uh, and and that playoff win against the against the Connor Cook led Oakland Raiders will be cherished above all. <laughs> Definitely, what, what a win! All right, well, what know what? Win. How about Chris? How about you tell the people about some uh, names that they might cherish on the waiver wire well, this week? I, exactly. I mean, speaking of cherish, let's go. It's week fifteen waiver wire time, which again we're talking cream of the crop. It's just stud city. You 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 might as well. You might you 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 honestly looking at the waiver wire target. You might you might think you're at a magic mic in Vegas. There's just so many studs all over the place. It's oh, unbelievable. Like, like, like this first guy you have, tell us about him. Yes. So I know. Yeah. So OJ Howard, he's uh, brought nothing but joy to everybody all season. Definitely not one of the biggest flops um, uh, of any uh, top five, six round pick in the entire uh, game of fantasy football. But here, but here's the thing: as as Liam said, Mike Evans, hamstring is gone. So that leaves the opportunity that OJ Howard has been missing all season long to get involved with the offense has finally come. And before he he's had 61 and 73 yards in the past two games. So that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So I, I think the usage are, are you will sure those come. targets are you sure those targets aren't gonna go to Cameron Brait? Because we're also forgetting they uh, might. like you know to, to use Pete's words, he's kind of a a, a, a what a glass bone bitch. Was was it Pete? Uh, OJ Howard, yeah, he has. Um, he he has. He's got a couple of glass bones in him, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe maybe they won't break over the next two weeks. They got the. Sure, they sure, have. Sure. They have the. OJ Howard, he might be a little injury prone, but he's no Jordan Reed. He's that's true. That, that's that, true. That's true. Well, no, he still no. knows his name. Does Jordan Reed still try to play? Is that still a thing right now? Um, no, he's currently on IR. He's gotten literally so many concussions that he's co- paying him. No, he. he He's been recommended. I believe that there was a, there was a story that they they hit. I like he people are around him are trying to push him to retire because he's gotten so many goddamn concussions. So yeah, he needs to hang it up. That poor guy. No, I'm serious. That guy that guy has been through hell and he needs to hang it up. I mean, I he think gets, Luke, he gets I dinged up every Keekley, couple of weeks. I think Luke Keekley is approaching that point as well. Unfortunately, for, uh, uh, the linebacker yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, hundred percent. Not quite on Jordan Reed level, but he, yeah, Keekley is a, a concussion or two away from retiring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Howard, they they got the Colts. They got the Colts this week. No, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, they had the Colts. They had the Colts last week. My bad. So they have the uh, they have the Texans this week. No, no, they don't. They have the Texans next week. God damn it! I have my freaking matchups. No, sorry. They have the Lions this week and the Texans next week. So two two very good matchups to end the season. So OJ Howard, throw him in there. He should be. He he could conceivably be the number two option in Tampa. 
for the last two weeks of the season in the passing game. Now, um, now here comes a th- here comes a theme that's kind of emerged this week. Uh, guys that I thought were good pickups until the injury report suddenly got better. Um, so I, I had Hayden Hurst on the list because he had uh, he had 73 yards of a touchdown last week in relief of Mark Andrews against the Bills. But uh, guess what? Mark Andrews is supposed to play this week against the Jets. So never mind about Hayden Hurst. Uh, moving on. No, uh, I mean Liam, Liam, buckle up. The Miami click, Dolphins click. might have a fantasy relevant running back. What? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Laird. You, you <laughs> mean the, the Miami Dolphins I might mean, have somebody who's fantasy relevant who's not Mike Gaiseki? Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you you snob, and Devontae Parker, come on. Oh, so who, whose beard is better right the now? Pete, who, whose beard is better right now, Pete Foley's or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is that even a question? No, Ryan. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, he, I mean, oh, like yeah. you are not old enough to have been growing a, a beard as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick has been growing that beard. That beard is twenty-seven but, years old. But here, no, no, hold on. Here's the thing, 30. though. If 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 you told me that Ryan Fitzpatrick had shaved last night and he walks out with <laughs> with a beard like that every damn game day, I would believe you. I, 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 I yeah. The, you can't but tell I, me I, that I, there's I, something not mythical about that beard. He 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 truly is uh, the Harvard. He's the Harvard educated Paul Bunyan. That's just really what it is. At the end of the day, he's, but his, his so his his current running back. So the Dolphins again. I know what you're thinking. How do they they? I mean, how can you fill the void of Kenyon Drake? They've been searching for the past months. They traded for the Cardinals. Now it, now that vo- that's an impossible void to fill. But Patrick Laird has been. I guess it's shocking. So last week against the Jets, 86 scrimmage yards. Yes, he did that on 19 touches, but for the for a Dolphins running back, that might as well be 42 yards a carry. Considering Kellen Ballage was averaging about was averaging about two inches per carry, and friggin' Mark Walt was averaging about two yards a carry before he got cut. This Laird fella might be a revelation, and they have the Giants this week and the Bengals next week. That's about as ideal of a running back match as you could possibly get. So Patrick Laird, he might be a he might be a flex play for needy teams in the last two weeks of the season, considering the matchups and whatnot. Meanwhile, uh, Pete probably four, just like I think I can drop Tariq Cohen for somebody. It's oh, Patrick I did Laird. already. <laughs> Are you just sitting there freaking doing fantasy? Oh, dropping no, 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 no. I dropped Snell. I dropped Snell. I, I took. I took. That's Tariq a good call. Yeah, James. Co- James Conner's back, so yeah, Benny Snell is uh, no longer uh, no longer has his value. Um, I uh, I picked up. I, I don't know. We have a love hate relationship, man. I was just talking mad shit about him, Damian Williams. He might be back this <laughs> week. Is he back? Oh actually? god, Poor he's soul. questionable. He's questionable. He's not out yet. <laughs> wait till wait, wait, wait till Thursday. He'll, he'll he'll pull up in practice. It'll be dead. Um, yeah. But anyways. So yeah, so number four, we got uh, just sticking with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers train. Uh, Brashard Perryman. Now I know you think Brashard Perryman, uh, like like what the hell? I mean, isn't this Justin Watson fella supposed to be the number supposed to take up Evans a lot of Evans' snap? Now I'm not trusting Justin Watson. I know that he got more targets last week and he got and and, and he also and he scored, but he had literally two catches in his career prior to Sunday. So I'm not trusting that guy. Brashad Perryman is a veteran. Yes, he hasn't been all that good. He he got cut from the Ravens after three seasons because he stunk so bad. But he he has gotten better over the last couple of years. He had he had three catches in 70 yards and a touchdown last week in that game in that shootout against the Colts. And I think that he 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 will be able to replicate to an extent Evans's deep threat ability. And obviously Jameis, you know, Jameis Winston has no has no problem throwing that ball long. So I think Perryman is it a chance to be a splash play specialist down there in Tampa in the last well, so few games? 
I, I just want to bring up the stat right now. Jameis Winston yep. could very possibly lead the league in touchdowns, oh, God. interceptions, and pass yards. So yes, I be, saw be, I saw this. That, that's that the least surprising thing. Is, is that thing. what we would call um in 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 the rugby house a can of corn, diet coke, and some hot garbage? Or um, I'd call that. I don't know, what James I'd call Winston. It, man. I've grown up. You just call it. I, <laughs> call it James Winston. Me, no, me, yeah, that, that, that's I, the James Winston I, experience. The, I, I, would you call James Winston mediocrity, or would you just call him erratic? I'd call him, I'd call him lucky garbage. Like I just, I don't. Uh, I don't know. No, no I, don't I just. Know, man. He's a he's just a he's a seesaw. He's just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down on a play-by-play basis. Like you got, he's the like, most infuriated. Oh, I don't know. He's like Jameis Winston uh, is 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 basically the NFL equivalent of a bum rush in 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 the in the United States military. You just send as many people and send like so send as many passes in the downfield direction. You your receivers will probably catch enough of them to put up some points and actually, uh, like you know have have a little bit of production. Or it might totally destroy you know and your team's like, any chances your team had at winning but that's the james Wilson oh, yeah. experience oh for sure he's the he's the most he is the most single most erratic aggravating quarterback in the entire nfl and and, and if you now if the buccaneers had fans they would be very very outraged by his play on a weekly basis because he is he is the worst kind of roller coaster he'll 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 win you a game by 21 week and then throw and then lose you one by 20 the following week because he can't, <coughs> can't keep the ball out of everybody out of, out of the opponent's hands indeed all right well, moving on to the this week's special segment. Oh, sorry. Whoa, 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 man. I had one oh, last oh, waiver wire one target more there, pal. Okay. Uh, waiver I have one up. more, and it's and it's the number two guy that's been that's been rendered useless because of the of the of a of a surprisingly optimistic injury report. That would be DeAndre Washington of the Raiders. Now he did very good in relief of, of Josh Jacobs, who was a game time decision last week. He had ninety six yards and a touchdown against the Titans. But now Jacobs is now expected to play. All of a sudden, you know the Raiders' uh, season is all but over. So, but that 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 pickup is now null and void because Jacobs is back. So, wah, wah, sorry anybody who picked up DeAndre Washington. Shit, yeah. Not, yeah, not a lot of these <laughs> waiver wire pickups are exactly standing the test of time. And by the test of time, I mean like no. two days, Chris. I, uh, not even. We're talking about about twenty eight hours or so. All right. Well, with your permission, bad news, I'm, bad news, dump, bad news morning for me in terms of the in terms of the, uh, injury reports and whatnot. Well, with your permission, let's move on to the special segment now. Now, as I said in the beginning of the show, this week's special segment, we're going to be talking about quarterbacks who we we are feeling like that their time is coming that they're that the whether it's uh, their contract is up or whether it's the fact that they're just absolutely garbage. Cough, <laughs> Mariota. But I'll get to Whoa. him. I'll get I'll get to him. So we're gonna talk about potential quarterbacks and their destinations that would up their fantasy value. And uh, I'm gonna start it start it off. Pete, what would you tell? What would you say if I told you that Tom Brady might not play for the New England Patriots next season? Say that again. I'm sorry. I said what? So, but for those for those folks out listening at home right now and not watching the live cast, Pete is cur- like like we said, Pete is currently in his car, and we and he and you can literally see his breath, so his audio isn't too good right now. <laughs> but Pete, what would you say if I told you that Tom Brady was probably not going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots next season? I say he's gonna fucking suck wherever else he goes and end on a bad note. 
Really? So, so, so in, in that case, do you think it would be better for him to retire and perhaps leave the door open for somebody like Marcus Mariota? Now, hold on a second. Marcus Mariota, you know, in, in, in the, in the run up to his career, while things were still looking up in Tennessee, he was a, he, he had, he had, he had some accurate <laughs> short range passing. He, he didn't have the strongest arm, but he could still push it downfield to an acceptable extent. And he was, and he was good in mobility. Those first two things sound a lot like Tom Brady, even though the actual the actuality on the field didn't exactly you know uh, uh, amount to as much. But he definitely has a degree of, of mobility over Tom Brady. Do you think were he to be, be in Bill Belichick's system and kind of cushioned, like you know, like like by that system and like with with more weapons around him, could you see Mariota being more successful, with, like in New England? Should he be a, at least at the very least a stopgap? For the post Tom Brady um, era, I think that I don't know because I think I think that all of the quarterbacks that we've had that have left and gotten starting jobs, um, they've all had one thing in common, whereas they they've played behind Brady. So I think he's a major factor in that because not only is he, he's he's good experience for the team, like not only is he a great player, but I'm sure he's a great teacher, kind of like. Like if we were to if Brady was gonna leave and like we were gonna go with Stidham or bring in Mariota or something, I'd want an experienced backup. Like I fuck, I'd love bring like bring Matt McCown over as our backup. <laughs> you mean Josh McCown? <laughs> Josh McCown, sorry. Dig his ass out of out of the grave. Uh, where, where, where I think he's in. He's with the Eagles, right? He's still with the. Yeah. He's still with the Eagles. Yeah. You know, I don't know where he is, but but bring him over because he'd be a good teacher. He'd have a lot of experience and knowledge. Sure, he might not be the greatest player, <laughs> but maybe like a Chase I mean? Daniel, a, cha- a cha- like yeah, the backup hey, of the Chicago Bears. Chase, 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 Chase Daniel can is is not legally obligated to leave Chicago. No, but um, sorry, he's 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 there. He's gonna be there for eternity. But no, uh, but honestly, you, you have a good point though. There is that. The, the New England offensive system is notoriously complicated and having a year in that system behind, like, so I, I don't think Brady is probably somebody who's so much as like a classroom leader as he is to somebody who's watch what I do learn from my example. I don't think he's like having any, like telling anybody, anybody to take notes, but you're absolutely right. The no, I don't who, think he, he is either, but I, but I think he's a phenomenal, I'd say he's a phenomenal motivator. Yo, you know Devin, what I mean? Oh, no, I, he's got. He's got. He's got to. He's got to sell those walnuts <laughs> and the electrolytes. That's why. Yeah, but uh, Chris, who Chris, who who are you picking for this? Yeah. So I'm saying Marcus Mariota. Right, the Patriots right. in the all case. Right, so I, I have to make one comment on Mariota. I have to give one comment on Mariota. Now, see, Mariota. Uh, I think. I think he works for the Patriots. Now, see, I don't know his football IQ because it wasn't really on display in Tennessee. But I think the kid. The one thing that makes him, a, I think, a, an interesting guy for the pass to roll the dice on. Now, I would only give him a one-year prove-it deal if I was the Patriots if this scenario happened because I don't think he has not proven he can be trusted as a long-term starter. I mean, look at what Tennessee has done since he got benched. He was the problem the entire friggin' time. Ryan Tans and all of a sudden his offense is, is no longer the sleepy friggin' crap bag. Like, now they're, they're, there's actually, like, you have to actually have to, like, defend the pass against the Titans now with Tannehill under center, which you never have to do against Mariota. But the one thing Mariota has, obviously, the mobility is it would be an interesting situation for the pass to deal with because they've had to deal with a pure pocket passer for so long. But 
Mariota is a very risk averse, and he he he's, he protects the football, which would endear him to Bill Belichick. So I I would not be surprised if they did take a chance on him because the kid he has flashed in little little spurts before, and he at least he at least is he could be he could turn into a solid game manager. I'm not sold on him being a franchise quarterback, but I think he could turn into a game manager with with some actual good coaching. But I also think he kind of sucks. So mm-hmm. um, we'll yeah, see. But the guy that I chose. Speaking of game managers, is Alex Smith still alive? What's going on? <laughs> um, uh, uh, he's probably going to retire. But... Ventilator. Yeah, last, <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, he's probably not going to play again. That injury was absolutely horrific, and he's trying to come back, but there's a good chance, especially considering his age. He's like 35, 36. There's a good chance he's not never going to play again. But, I mean, he's owed a good deal of money from the Redskins, though. Yes. Dan well, Snyder did so well with that contract. Well, well to be completely so honest, but, but to be completely fair, the contract would have been fine if the guy just didn't get that freak injury. Because that wasn't, yeah. like, a common injury. Like, like it, it, it was a freak thing. He landed just right and screwed up and almost lost a leg. So, that was a real bad situation. And as much as I like to rip on Dan Schneider, that, that's not a move that I can be like, ha, 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 dude. Like, like yeah, like, he, Alex was playing completely fine. You were getting what you paid for with Alex Smith until he got injured. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, anyways, my pick uh, would be – no, see, I, I could have gone the obvious angle. It's Cam Newton to the Bears. But I'm like, Cam Newton, I don't think he would be, be in a situation – in terms of weapon-wise, he'd be better in Carolina than he would be in Chicago. I was better in Chicago than he was in Carolina, I should say. Plus, he's got the uncertainty with his uh, with his friggin' children and feet and whatnot. So I went with, but I stuck with the Carolina Panthers. Now, obviously, Cam Newton is is uh, supposed to get is, is basically a guarantee to be moved this season. Kyle Allen has proven that he sure shit is not the answer at quarterback. And but I think Carolina's in a position where they need to bring in a veteran guy of, of the weapons they have. I don't think I don't think they want to wait around for a young quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina, I, I think makes sense because obviously Teddy Bridgewater being the back of New Orleans, he's clearly not much of a threat fantasy wise right now. But he was pretty. He was a pretty damn good fantasy option when he was in New Orleans when he filled it for Drew Brees over the, over that five six week stretch this year. And yeah, Bridgewater is obviously not a at least in New Orleans he wasn't asked to do a whole hell of a lot. But I think in Carolina they have a deep deep arsenal of weapons. I think I think uh, the presence of Christian McCaffrey could really help him out. I think they they got DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. You still got Greg Olson kicking around. Like they have a legit legit receiving core. And I think they that. Uh, uh, spent, uh, he had a new coach that could build the offense around him. So I, I think I think Bridgewater could in it could in Carolina would be in a, would be in a position to do more with the football. And I think that would I think that would really boost his stock. Yeah. Well. Well. So. Um. First off, the, th- the thing about Teddy Bridgewater Teddy though. Bridgewater, though. Um, the thing, the thing about Teddy Bridgewater uh, going going to Carolina though is Teddy is a rhythm passer, and DJ Moore um, and Curtis Samuel, I feel like are are these deep threats that were acquired for the sake of Cam Newton, um, like you know coming on and kind of giving him somebody that he can actually, yeah, yeah, like 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 people that he can actually like throw the ball up to, like in, in the way that they drafted Funchess and uh, Calvin Benjamin, but they forgot that you actually need speed. Uh, in order to be a receiver, which Funches and Calvin Benjamin did uh, obviously did not to have, say so, the they, least, so they split no. the difference with Curtis Samuel and D, uh, DJ Moore in that regard. But, but, but the thing is, those guys both have a versatility, though. So, like that, yes, I understand that, that they, they are guys that can take the top of the defense. But like, I think that they are refined enough, particularly Moore as a route runner, to be completely fine with a more conservative quarterback under center and Teddy Bridgewater because Moore's phenomenal after the catch. Because he's not the type of guy like yes, he can run fifty yards out of the field and run a friggin' and run a go route and whatnot. But he's also incredibly good underneath. He's 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 electric. 
So I, I think that I think that that type of play because obviously in New Orleans, I mean, outside of Michael Thomas, they do, and Kamara's had a down year. They don't have like a great receiving core behind Michael Thomas. There's not like a variety of options. It's kind of and Michael Thomas did phenomenal with Bridgewater mm-hmm. under center. So I I think Bridgewater is a really solid passer. I think I think because I think he he's pretty much a guarantee to get a to get a shot at a starting job. So why not Carolina? No, definitely. So one 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 thing I want to mention before we go on to the next next segment, we were talking about about Pete's potential pick, uh, but like uh, before the show started, and it kind of reminded me of this sending an old person to Florida to die. Pete, do you remember who that was? Um. My my pick, indeed. Uh, for what the quarterback? Yeah, yes. Oh, my thing was is some bring in some bum ass QB, and hashtag lose for Lawrence. Well, I uh, know, but you you mentioned Philip Rivers though to the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> which, yeah. which, which I which I thought was absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how would that boost his stock? <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm genuinely fascinated. <laughs> It wouldn't boost his stock, like I said. It's just sending an old man to Florida to die, like yeah, yeah. An, an old an old man with forty two kids just roasted <laughs> in the South Florida sun while while he wins three games in, in, in Miami instead of in LA. Exactly, but here's here's well, the thing. The, Pete, I, think of this though. Think of this. In Miami, he'd have fans. <laughs> he'd have his own. That's fans. a good point. He'd have, that's they'd a have good their point. own I mean, fans in their own stadium. Well, Philip Rivers. Well. No, that's well. That's not true. Philip Rivers has about fourteen fans that come to that come to the stadium every week with his kids and his, his wife and kids show up. Yeah, that's true. That that's very true. But and, and pair that with the five fans they, that are even, not in his family, even, and you have you have they, nearly twenty, nearly each, twenty people rooting for him every week. Guarantee each one of them deep down in their closets have a golf jersey. <laughs> you know, they might. Least, you know, <laughs> here's, or at least somebody from the Rams. Might not be got. Maybe it's Gurley. Could be Aaron Donald. Donald. Who knows? But yeah, you're, or 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 maybe or or yeah, or maybe they did. They just uh, like the uh, another team. I don't know. That's not the. That's not the Rams. Maybe, right. maybe they're loyal to. Maybe they don't even like football. Maybe maybe they're just big Utah Jazz fans. Dude, the Utah Jazz has fans. Oh, actually, very much so because that, uh, that's I, I, the only show in town in Salt Lake City. And any team, any any town that only has one sports team has legitimate fans, because you yeah. you would be shocked. Like Oklahoma City in basketball, same thing. Like crazy fan base, dude. Are Utah actually has allowed to have fan, like basketball fans? Are they allowed to like basketball? Apparently, I, I, the Jazz as... fans are among like the rudest fans in the league. Like apparently, Utah fans are very mean to the opposing players. It's not that they're, they're, mean, they're it's more. They're, they're just getting all their aggression out. I, I just feel like that's like a South Park episode waiting to happen, though. <laughs> Yes, but Utah, Utah. You know it's weird though, because James. So James Harden again. I, I will keep this digression very quick. But James Harden, the player from the Rock, obviously the superstar player from the Rockets. Someone on Reddit did a did a a graph that correlated his performance with on the road with the quality of the strip clubs in that city, and the place that he did the third worst in was Salt Lake City. <laughs> That's so no the only places you're not allowed to. Uh, no, 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 no. The opposite. He was no. He performs poorly in Salt Lake City. So they did, the the model was like the quality of his performance versus like the top five rated strip clubs on Yelp or something like that. And the only places that he did worse in was Miami and Atlanta, which are obviously and he lives in Houston, which obviously is one of the top three most notorious cities in the United States for strip clubs. 
So yeah, it, so the, <laughs> do believe the, me, I noticed. <laughs> so the other three, so the, so the other two are like strip club hotbeds, and then the other one is Salt Lake City. So I think what this is telling us is that Salt Lake City has underrated strip clubs. Okay, so you know maybe so we have any fans from Utah? No, see, I'm not a strip club person myself, but if you but can someone comment who's been to a Salt Lake City strip club? Can someone give me a, a review of the scene? Because I need to know if this this investigation is a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> all right all right well we could Let's get, get on the show now we yeah we, we could get into <laughs> some great strip club stories i know i know pete uh had some fun in montreal a few years ago with dan and connor not gonna do <laughs> but anyway we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> look at that look at that face the shame there's a lot <laughs> of shame like, in those He's like, you don't speak about that now, do you? Uh, and anyway, uh, moving on to everybody's favorite segment where people get to hit, uh, or where, where me and Chris get to self-deprecate uh, on each other. And hits celebrate. And yeah, and celebrate. Hits and whiffs. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of our best picks from last week in the Stardom Sidham section, as opposed to some of our worst picks. Uh, anyway, Chris... Uh, unfortunately, I think we lost Pete's camera. Um, yep, it was freezing out there for a little bit. Uh, thank you very much to Pete if you're not able to join us yep. again. Um, or maybe he is. Oh, yep. Well, Hi there, Pete, there, again. There he is. All right. Hey. All right. So, Pete, yeah, we were just getting to the part of the show where me and Chris uh, talk about how bad we are at our job. So I'm going to start it off um, just by celebrating We're also good sometimes, Liam. Oh, we're, we're, oh yeah, we're good sometimes. Like when I put told you, you guys, you gotta be start, fair and balanced, man. You gotta acknowledge both. I so like I was really good last week when I told you guys to start Julian Edelman. Uh, Julian Edelman and PPR formats went absolutely off the chains because he turned out to be Tom one of Tom Brady's only targets that was capable of catching the ball. Uh, usually, your man J- uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, pretty good. He had a few crucial drops, especially one on a third down that that he, he, he really really needed to pull in. Uh, of course, he did have that big um, that that big touchdown catch thrown to him on the flea flicker. Uh, so that that was definitely a highlight for the young kid. Uh, however. Again, Julian Edelman was just getting fed and fed and fed because Brady is so frustrated with his offense and so frustrated with these young pass catchers that Edelman's Edelman's fantasy value has been going off the charts. Pete, as a Patriots fan, what what have you been feeling watching this offense and and, and how did you feel watching Julian Edelman get force fed last week? Well, to be fair, Julian Edelman gets force fed every week. They don't have a choice. It, it, that, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Really but here's not. the thing: do they? Because is there is there a part of this that can just be Tom Brady's aversion to throwing to young receivers? Mm. It's, I don't know, yeah, man. I, I think I think not this past week, but the week before, he just lost all faith in them because they couldn't. They didn't listen to any. They didn't. Like I, I was watching the game, and at one point, I saw Brady go like that, and I know what that means. I'm not even on the team. It means fuck off. <laughs> it means no. Oh, it means go go deep. Go. <laughs> and he didn't do it. And then on the side, he's like, I'm fucking done with them. <laughs> like, I'm going to James White and Jules for the rest of the game. That's like, no, right. I swear to God, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. There's like, like a video of Tom Brady. Like you can see like his mouth moved the words. I'm done with them. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm honestly I mean, not I mean, surprised. He, he didn't even need to say those words because I mean, like, I mean, he, he is an, he's an ageist. And th- those tendencies are getting especially exposed this this season because the young kids, when he throws to them, keep blowing it. So, yeah. So, Nikhil, Harry, and Myers are probably going to get about two targets the rest of the season apiece. Yeah, Myers so, got a lot excited. of targets last game, didn't he? He, he did, and, and that'll be the last time that happens all season. 
because he draws well, so many balls. Well, you, you you say you say it's the last time it's going to happen, but at the same time, if as long as he makes at least one circus catch a game, Josh McDaniels is going to demand that they no, at least gonna, try it out. They're, they're gonna what they're I mean, what I think they're gonna do is they're gonna end up giving Sanu Sanu obviously is battling with the injury. I think Sanu I think once Sanu is gonna get more friggin' t- more snaps, and then it's it's gonna be all over for the young kids. I, yeah, then well, I think Sanu I, will I, get more involved. I picked up Muhammad Sanu the other week, so I'm I'm feeling good about that. Right now. Um. Anyway, my whiff of last week was I start. I told you guys to start Vance McDonald against the Arizona Cardinals because the Arizona Cardinals have let every tight end this year run over them. Not Vance. And, 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 Not Vance. And week after week, somebody somewhere in the country or multiple people in multiple places in the country always think that this is going to be Vance McDonald's week to finally break out, and it never is because I suck at fantasy, man. And I and. I thought I wasn't going to be one of those people. I thought I wasn't going to be one of those people to fall into the Vance McDonald is going to be good this week trap, but I did well, because Liam, I listened to the numbers. Liam, it's happened all the time. Because you're garbage. I, I know. Uh, Liam, I did, the, I, did this, I did it against the Bengals a few weeks ago, and he got one yard. So, really, it, it, it happens to the best of us, pal. There's no, no need no need to uh, be ashamed. We've all done it all season. So, I mean, great. I don't think the Steelers have a particularly uh, – Juicy tight end matchup the rest of the way, so I don't think it's going to happen again for anybody. Because this year, this week they have the Bills, who obviously are a very bad. Ma- no, I lied. No, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know who they have. I I don't know who they have next week. But regardless, they, like, uh, yeah, McDonald. I don't. I don't. I think McDonald. I think after this Cardinals game, I think McDonald. I think that that, that the uh, hype train for McDonald's. They're like, hey, he's, this is going to be the week he gets it together. Uh, train is over. Yeah, Pete. Who are you rocking with at tight end right now? Because it- Kelsey. Oh, again. How, the the fact that you have all these A plus players on your team is just unfair. What what, what it, slot did you pick in our draft? Fourth, fifth. I was right in the middle. Prime, freaking prime, right there. I'm just fucking good, dude. I, I the thing is, like, I always have really really good drafts, but then like Pierre Garcon breaks his neck, like just stupid <laughs> stupid shit. He did that. That, that did, that did happen a couple years ago. I know that. Was yeah, was, I, I, yeah, I think it was. I think it was yeah, I, I did. I did too. I actually just traded for him when that happened. That was that was two years ago. I remember that vividly. Yeah, I yeah, traded for him, crazy. and then he literally broke his he broke his neck a week later. My, my bad luck <laughs> comes in the middle of the season. You you crap out in the playoffs, and this might this might be our friend Dan's year to win it, even though it's only his second year ever playing fantasy. Because Dan can suck my ass, dude. <laughs> Exactly. I, I don't even want to go over that roster because it makes me so so angry. Chris, he's the worst. I'm just gonna smack him right in the face. I don't even care. Chris, tell t- tell us about your hits and whiffs for this for last week. All right. So my hit this week was starting the Steelers' defense. Um. So yeah, the card the Cardinals' offense has been quite generous to opposing defenses the past couple weeks, and they continued that against the Steelers this week. Five sacks, three ints, and a kick return touchdown for the Steelers' defense. So again, another, another strong performance from Pittsburgh. They continue to be an elite defense. Uh, my whiff this week was uh, I'm actually very glad that I whiffed on because he, he proved to be key in my uh, Bears winning the damn game. But I said to sit Allen Robinson. He uh, yes, the yardage total was great. He only had 48 yards, but he scored twice. So I was wrong, and that's why I will not tell you to sit Allen Robinson the rest of the way because he's too damn important for that offense. <laughs> too damn important. All right. So finally, moving on to the segment that makes stardom sit him so important. Uh, that sorry, that makes hits and whips. You so mean hits and whips makes it what's so important? Yeah, that makes hits and whips so important. Stardom. That's where we make our bones. 
All right, so I'm going to start start off this week. I'm going to tell you guys to start Russell Wilson versus the Carolina Panthers. Right now, Seattle's playing for everybody. They have um, there's you know there's an outside chance that they that they can get the uh, uh, a bye week heading into the playoffs. Um, I don't think home field advantage is is, is realistic for them at this point. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's an outside chance. I mean, they, they need to anyway, win the next two because they play they play the Niners week seventeen. Regardless, now, if New Orleans. Yeah, if New Orleans yeah. loses another game and they win the other two and go to Week 17, they they could they could have a chance to one seed. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson is my personal MVP pick for the season. Um, despite the uh, how good uh, Lamar Jackson has been playing, um, and honestly, I, I I just see this this Panthers this Panthers team. They've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, they're they're um you know they're young gunslinger QB you know great underdog story has finally plateaued out and his start is starting on the, you know, has hooked his, uh, David Allen has hit the rookie wall like a freaking boulder. Kyle, 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 yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a second year player actually, but regardless, no, no, the Kyle Allen, like the, the whole, like Kyle Allen's the answer, uh, crowd has really, uh, quieted in recent weeks. He's been abysmal over the past month and a half. Yeah, no, um, it, Pete, and, um, uh, uh, interesting question. Who's who's your MVP for for the league this year between uh, b- between Russ Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and possibly Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. I mean, well, I mean, like, why though? I mean, I, I, in this day and age, look, I feel like with the game, like the way it is, like I feel like you know nobody's ever going to choose an MVP whose team doesn't make the playoffs. JJ Watt came close. Yeah, came close one year. Um, the thing nope. is, man, like, ugh. so like Lamar Jackson, he has talent around him. True. He's got uh, stellar he's got defense. Yeah. Great defense. Russell Wilson, same deal. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Close enough. Christian McCaffrey is the Carolina Panthers. He's the Carolina right. Panthers offense. Not their defense. I, I, I mean, argue. I argue. No, I'd argue though that Baltimore Lamar Jackson is the entire focal point of that Ravens. Their receiving core is meh. Mark Andrews is good. Their their wide receivers are not very good. No, but and I, Jackson also has like nine zillion touchdowns. And Lamar yeah, Jackson is literally just a one man. It, it, and it's Carolina has a one really, a month. It, it, it's a system that's very that, that that's very friendly to him, it's especially given like the whole. Um, like you know, given his 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 whole dual threat ability to run, I, I that you know that yeah, but I Wilson and Jackson have taken over more games this year than McCaffrey has in my eyes, and I think that what and both of them, I don't think either of them have particularly elite groups around them. I just don't, and I think if, if McCaffrey, one thing of Carolina was winning, but they had they've had they haven't won in a month, and their defense is playing like shit. Kyle Allen is playing like shit. And McCaffrey and DJ Moore have done everything they can to keep that offense afloat. But like, I don't know. I, when you're not winning games, like I, I like McCaffrey first team, all pro sure, but not MVP mm-hmm. in my eyes. All right. Um, and so anyway, my sit for for this week, Ryan Tannehill versus the uh, Houston Texans. Um, I think the Texans what? are the, yep. Really? Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, you know, ob- huh. obviously playing great right now, but I think what, I, I'm going to believe in Bill O'Brien for this week, and I think the Houston Texans are going to take down 
uh, the, the Tennessee Titans quest for winning the AFC That's South. Particularly yep. after and, Drew uh, Locke just ruined them last week. Drew F and Locke in his second career start just they, ruined that defense. They they ruined the they ruined the Patriots who have a much better defense and who have a much uh, who have a much better offensive system. So yeah, yeah. I, I know, like I, Denver I, Denver had Denver runs an archaic system and they, they threw the ball all over the place. And Houston is anyone even healthy in the defense anymore? No, Tannehill's I mean, rolling right now. Tennessee is terrifying at the moment. That, I, I, that's a ballsy pick, man. Ballsy I, pick. I, I guess we'll have to see. I'm hoping you're right because I'm playing. I, 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 I use a ball because I, I, the the kid I'm playing in, in Jimmy's league in the semifinal has Tannehill, so I hope he fails miserably. But I, just, I, I expect Tannehill to absolutely rip the defense apart. <laughs> okay. Pete, if I had told you last year that Ryan Tannehill was going to be a top ten quarterback in the league, would you have actually believed me? No. <laughs> are no. you saying that as a Patriots fan? Yeah, I'm not even saying that as a Patriots fan either. No, no I'm saying so you're Ryan telling Tannehill. me a guy who could like who, who got you know he was on the Dolphins and they didn't want him. They, exactly, the Dolphins who, didn't who want played, him for the last two played, years. He was on that team. He played receiver in college. <laughs> if you were like Ryan Tannehill is going to be a top ten quarterback, I'd be like, oh, are you fucking high? You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> sucks. Like he's he did. I don't know. What well, Mike Vrabel's a good coach, I guess. I. <laughs> I mean, according, according to Chris, he's better than Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, I will say Mike Vrabel is better than Bill O'Brien. Yes, hundred percent. Right. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm onto your quarterbacks, limb. Chris. <laughs> All right, so I can't. Be- I cannot believe that I'm do- I'm saying this. But say it. particularly after the dud that he played, dud he put up last week against the friggin' Bengals. But I'm gonna say start Baker Mayfield, and it's for one reason only: the Cardinals can't defend anyone. Yeah, and apparently I they think, can defend Vance McDonald. Well, <laughs> fair enough. But I'm saying quarterback like Duck Hodges threw a couple touchdowns against them last week, and Duck Hodges is no, uh, he's no uh, Hall of Famer. We'll leave it at that. Uh, so Mayfield, I think he's also gonna have an extra chip on his shoulder because he's facing his his uh, former protege. I'm sorry, former uh, understudy in Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. So, he, so he's gonna treat this like a, a good old Big Twelve showdown and go in there and try to show up his old pal Kyler Murray. And again, again, that Cardinals defense absolutely stinks. Jared Goff looks like and Jimmy Garoppolo have both looked like friggin' first bout Hall of Famers against them this season. So I think Mayfield can go in and I think the Cardinals can can just get can can and will get ruined every single week. So that's why I'm picking them. My sit is Matt Ryan for the exact opposite reasons. Obviously, that Niners defense is banged up. Yes. Uh, it, but Ryan has a gift for sh- – for uh, he doesn't travel well. And going into a hostile environment against the defense, even without Richard Sherman and D. Ford, I think that he'll struggle on the road, particularly Calvin Ridley's out now. So that Atlanta, Atlanta offense is, de- is, is, is decimated. And uh, even though they got a big win last week, I think Dan Quinn is still on his way out the door. They got nothing to play for. And I think that will show in Santa Clara this weekend. All right, and you and the running backs. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my stardom again. Uh, so c- continuing with that with that Tennessee Titan team that you uh, that you uh, cherish so much, Liam. That you that you uh, think are going to die to uh, the mastermind Bill O'Brien this week. So there. Uh, so besides Ryan Tannehill, they got a guy named Derrick Henry who's been playing pretty good football of late. Last four games, he's rushed for 188, 159, 149. And one hundred and three yards, respectively, seven touchdowns over the last four games. That Texas, I mean, yes, the Texans did an okay job defending Denver's Denver's rushing attack last week, but they've been very bad against the run 
all season long. And Derrick Henry is is on a war path right now, even with a friggin' bum hamstring. So I would I expect that to persist this week against that crap defense. But so so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But you know, I like Derrick Henry a lot this week. Derrick Henry is one of those people that I totally forget won the Heisman Trophy. Like he's a great running back and everything like that. Yeah. But you, uh, you know, he, had, oh, he, he was touted as hell when he came out of Bama. Yeah, no, I mean, like he, he had a slow start though. He was behind Demarco Murray. They they had they tried to run that weird you know dual running back offense uh, and, and, uh, um, under Mike Malarkey. It was called the Exotic Smash Mouth. Put the some exotic Smash on his Mouth, name, Mike Malarkey. Shout out Mike Malarkey, a, a true innovator. Hey, they made the playoffs that one time. Remember when they beat the Chiefs by accident? That was fun. Then they came to the they came to Gillette, lost by like nine thousand, and they fired Mike Malarkey on the spot. Very fun. Yeah, go Titans. Ma- Mike um, Malarkey took two two winning records in a row in a playoff win. <laughs> yep, you, you exactly. Hey, he won. He won that one. That one playoff gave you wear like a badge of honor when he's a tight end coach for the rest of his career. So my, my sit this week is Devin Singletary. Yes, Devin Singletary had an excellent game against Baltimore. I believe he had 119 yards, uh, scrimmage yards. That was the second highest total of his career so far. But a uh, fun fact about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have not allowed 100 scrimmage yards to running back all season long. Have they really not? Nope. I looked up the highest total was Nick Chubb ran for about 93 and caught no passes in their first meeting in the, in the uh, Miles Garrett game. So – yeah, they, they've been excellent against the run this year, and Singletary has obviously been looking really good of late, but I think that run of uh, solid games will come to an end this week at Heinz Field. All right. Now, moving on to moving on to wide receivers, my stardom for the week. Whoa, 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 Liam. Liam, you didn't I'm get sorry. running back picks there, pal. Sorry. I, oh, you, I didn't make you, my running back picks? You, you did not. No, no, no. You did not. Oh, I'm I'm just moving I'm just moving right on ahead. Sorry there. I'm exhausted yep. for working nine hours today. Um start Mark Ingram versus versus the Jets right now. Um this this Jets defense again, just like the Panthers, they've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. They've run out of hope. Um like Le'Veon Bell quite clearly doesn't want to be on that team. Uh, bold, bold a perfect game though, apparently, like when he had the flu, because Le'Veon Bell is just the ultimate team player. But, uh, and 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 a bowling prodigy. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe 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 if football really doesn't work out, him and Antonio Brown can go be bowling buddies. PBA baby, PBA. Yep. Um, yeah. So so start Ingram versus the Jets. One of the worst run defenses in the league. Uh, that that team has just fallen apart. I would love to see. I mean, Adam, obviously Adam Gase is going to get another year. Um, this team is going to finish with maybe six wins on the season, but that's going to be okay. And I'm going to agree with Chris in saying, uh, sit Devin Singletary versus the Steelers. Um, again, I didn't, I didn't think that the Steelers were so, uh, that that run defense was so talented that they hadn't allowed a single hundred yard rusher on the year, but, um, apparently, um, you know, I'm going to trust Chris on that one. So yeah, make sure Devin Singletary is on your bench, uh, for, um, for this uh, game coming up now for now, moving on to wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Pete, your boy who's been chilling on the bench. I'm actually going to say start him in this game versus the Panthers because, again, this Panthers team has absolutely just given up at this point, um, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and I think Russell Wilson is going to air it out to the young kid. Um, look for DK Met- look for DK <laughs> Metcalf to be oh, so rude, Pete. Anyway, look for DK Metcalf to be effective, especially in the red zone. Pete, what 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 do you, you think? Want, is 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 it a starting week for DK Metcalf? Don't want to play Perryfield. No, not for me. 
My team's well, too good to start DK Metcalf. What are you talking about? Is what, what's Adam Thielen's health looking like? Like, is is he is he going to be alive come the playoffs? He's, like, he is, I don't I don't have that. He's expected to play. No, no, you have he's Stephon Diggs though. And Stephon, and and here's the thing though, I feel like when Thielen's healthy though, Stephon Diggs his production suffers. So like, what in the beginning of the season when Thielen was healthy, was, was Stephon Diggs that consistent of a performer for you? Um, not to start, but he has been since. Yeah, I mean, especially Thielen that we're PPR format though. Uh, you know, Thielen obviously was the number one pro- uh, producer in that in uh, in that offense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thielen, Thielen is is projected to play this week. That is that is the current expectation out of Minnesota. Oh well, then in that case, Pete, you might want to consider DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, we'll uh, see. Has, has has DK Metcalf put up forty seven points at any point this season? Uh, no, uh, I would, I, I would no. actually love to know what DK Metcalf's top He's, point total is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Most, I'm not sure. His target share. Is, isn't this nearly as high as Diggs is? The um, sorry, I'm just waiting for it to load. Yeah, I'm I'm all cellular right now. Yeah, I, I'm guessing my my guess for DK Metcalf is that he probably topped to like 26 points or something like that. This, this the most season. he's had the most he's had this season is 28.5 against Tampa Bay. Oh, oh, oh against the, against the Tampa Bay secondary, Chris. The I'm shocked. Could, I I can't believe it either. That's yeah. wow. All right. Anyway, in terms of my back there. In terms of my sitem, I'm just trying to give Chris a stroke, so I thought it'd be funny. Uh, sit Allen Robinson uh, in, oh, in this no. game because I, I changed this at partway through the show just because Chris decided that he can never be sad oh, again. Holy. This is going to be the week the fantasy no. gods are cruel and are going okay. to decide that uh, I, that I, Alan, I hope not. Yeah, that Allen Robinson needs but. to. Lose his it wouldn't lion's shock hair. me. And wouldn't also, shock me. Wouldn't shock me at Lambo. Would not shock me at Lambo. It also wouldn't shock me that it was more Mitch Trubisky's fault than Allen Robinson's. Uh, also, same thing. Would not shock me at Lambo. Trust me, Lambo's a house of horrors. I, I, I don't. I don't trust anything that goes on down there. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Say. Sorry to interrupt real quick, boys. Um, <laughs> it's starting to snow here, um, and I have a thirty-minute drive home. All right. Yeah. Pete, um, we appreciate you sticking it out with yeah, us. Yeah. I know yes. it was a difficult. It was a difficult time on your phone, um, but thank I'll, you. Uh, I can, I can yep. stay. I can, st- I can put you guys over my speakers and stay on. Um, I just don't know when I'll lose service because I live out in East Bumfuck. Oh, oh, no, I live out. Don't in worry about Bumfuck. <laughs> don't worry about it. Man. We're just about done anyway, so you're you're good. No, but no, here's the thing. I'm 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 gonna keep you on the stream just because I like to look at you. <laughs> Okay, just mute me. It's fine. <laughs> All right. If 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 you need right. to tune in, you just Appreciate let us know. On, <laughs> All right. Anyway, Chris, your picks for wide receiver. All right. So wide receiver starter is Keenan Allen against the Vikings. That Vikings uh, secondary is really really bad, and I think Keenan Allen has he's been making a, a bit of a comeback of late, and I think that he's due for an absolute explosion and against that f- overrated fraud, Xavier Rhodes, I think he can do it. And my sit is Tyler Lockett. He has not been the same since that friggin' bone bruise he suffered against the Niners. He's just, I mean, like, he's just not, uh, uh, has not looked like himself at all. And yes, the see the C- and, and the Panthers, he'll probably get a lot. Of, they'll probably throw a lot of James Bradbury at him, who is who has been pretty damn good all season for Carolina. So 
I just don't. I, I just can't trust Tyler Lockett right now, which is a shame. So, Chris, who's the bigger bust, first round bust for the Minnesota Vikings, Xavier Rhodes or Laquan Treadwell? Treadwell, because Rhodes had a couple good years. Treadwell's been useless since since day one. You you think he's just one of those players that basically receivers kind of figured out, so to speak? Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I think he had a, he he had about a, a one one like one or two great seasons that he managed to get a huge contract off, of and he's just been crap ever since. He's like he's kind of like Josh Norman. Very true. Anyway, your sitem. My 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 sitem was my yeah, no, so my my sitem was Tyler Lockett. Oh, your sitem was really Tyler Lockett. Sorry there. So yep. moving on now, yeah, yep. the tight ends. Oh gosh. Chris, you really took a you really took a risk on this start. Yeah, I really went crazy, particularly after after uh, this past week. So my my start this week is Zach Ertz. Now, um, if if you or not you uh, watch the game or not, you you might you probably heard that the entire Eagles uh, receiving core is in the morgue. They literally finished with the game with one healthy receiver and was got called up from the practice squad. So Zach Ertz, as a result, got nine catches and ninety four yards for the game couple touchdowns so i think that he once again will be the focal point of the offense and while they uh go uh, dig around uh once they what once they fill all the paperwork at the mo- at the uh, coroner's office <laughs> and they'll and bring in and fly in some bodies to replace all the dead ones so i think they won't have the familiarity with carson Wentz that zach ertz has and the redskins are obviously a very shaky defense as is so i think it's zach ertz's time to shine uh once again and my sit is jacob hollister for the seahawks because hollister has not uh really uh done much since that since he's been since that uh, uh pre uh, before the bye, bye week there game against i think it was the niners he's been he's been very very quiet of late i think he said he said 40 yards or less in three consecutive games and i still think he's uh, even with even with tyler lockett's um lack of effectiveness he has not been very much involved in the offense so i don't expect that to change this week even in a pretty favorable matchup against carolina Nah, indeed um how, however at the same at the same time jacob hollister when has he ever actually gotten the lion's share of any kind of targets for an offense? I mean, like, I mean, like, have there been weeks where he's actually like topped more than six or seven points? Yes, because he scored a couple. His he scored first. He scored a couple weeks. That's true. In the beginning, he he, mean, he he did very well. His first like three four weeks as it, with the Seahawks, the starting tight end after after uh, Will Disley got hurt, he was very good. All right, so it just my- has not been the case. Not been the case over the last three. All right, so Chris, are you ready right. for my my tight end dart throw of the week? It's yes, absolutely. It's the highlight of the show for me. Yep. So I've joked about this guy a lot over the season, but I've never actually picked him. I'm gonna say pick Foster Moreau. Start Foster he, Moreau. Dude, for- no, well, okay, Liam. He's on. He got put on IR this week. Oh, did he really? Oh my god. Yep. Correct. Oh, oh yeah. He, no, he's on IR. Start him anyway. I, I because- start him anyway. Start him anyways. Because you know what? Nice here's, donut. Here, here's the thing, though. If, if it's better than starting Vance McDonald. True. It's, I think Foster Mario will be able, from his hospital bed. will be able to get more. Uh, will be able to get more points than McDonald. You know, because you wouldn't even be disappointed. Vance McDonald would disappoint no. you. Foster Moreau, you know, you're getting no, zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at least he has an excuse for not being productive. All right. Now. So, <laughs> so, so, oh well. So that's that. So that that's going to be my whiff next week because I'm I'm totally sticking with it anyway. Sit Dawson yep. Knox versus uh first uh, sit Dawson Knox for the Bills. Um, almost versus the Bills. Um, not 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 right. not liking not liking the matchup this week. Um, also he has he hasn't uh, had a, a lot of lion's share of targets recently from uh Mr. Josh Allen. No. Though Josh no. Brown. No. Um, 
yeah, Josh Brown continues to be the number one target in that offense. Along, well, Cole Beasley is actually the number one target, whereas you know yeah. Brown is just kind of the deep threat, uh, racking up some. I don't want to call them pity points, but some some some, some cheap deep ball points. Yeah, John, the- yeah, John Brown hasn't been great in the last few weeks, but he he is still the number one target on Buffalo. You were correct. Mm-hmm. All right, and for flex options, start Marlon Mack versus New Orleans. Um, Right, I think Jacoby. Like right now, the Colts really need to right the ship. That means that, and that's going to start with controlling the ball and making sure their offense isn't go, isn't giving away the game. Jacoby Brissett hasn't exactly been, uh, you know, has hasn't exactly been mistake prone, but it just feels like this offense has been been very limited lately, and the defense has been giving up uh, way too much. So I think Marlon Mack is going to be the way they try to control the ball in this game um, and try to climb back in the AFC South, or at least try to clinch the wild card. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I think. I don't think that I think the Colts finish out eight and eight. J- uh, Jacoby Brissett looks forward to have, having a better year next year. Um, and uh, for and, and in terms of the oh, I, I clicked on the wrong script. Sorry. In terms of the, uh, sitting, uh, I'm going to say sit Chris Conley versus the Raiders. Um, because honestly, it was just I the show was about to begin. And I decided to pick his name. Uh, I don't know where else to go with that one. Insight, insight. Well, DJ Chark oh. might not play, so that's um understandable. I, I can get that because yeah. Con- Conley's obviously he's. I mean, he's very he's a deep ball dependent guy, and that, that Jaguars off Jaguars offense has been completely sputtering out of control. And DJ Chark is um, anymore. If, if DJ Chark isn't going to play, that means he's obviously going to draw a little uh, a little bit more focal point in the coverage. Unless of yes. course the box is just totally stacked against uh, Leonard Fournette, who's yeah. actually been having a good and, year this year. Yes, and it's also possible Chark plays Conley's. Uh, obviously, his snap count will be down as well. So, yeah, I, 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 that, that, that's a decent pick. Um, so my my flex. Uh, so my start is Darius Slayton for the New York Giants. He had 154 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles last Monday night. He seems to have a good uh, rapport with Eli Manning, and he's honestly, I think you can make an argument he's the best receiver of the Giants all season long. And they got a cream puff matchup against the Dolphins. So why not? Why not? Why not get another hundred yard game? Why not make another couple another, another trip to the end zone? This week, who? Why not? Why not, Liam? Why not? <laughs> I mean, for old Eli. I mean, hey, hey, man, this Eli Manning might have a future over Daniel Jones. You he never he know. might, man. Watch out, he's about to get an extension. Bye, bye, Danny Dimes. It was, it was, it was, it was fun while it lasted. They're going to trade Daniel, Danny, Danny Dimes for a fifth round pick and sign Eli exactly. to a four year extension. You got it. Hell yeah, Dan Gentleman's cooking with gas now. Woo! <laughs> so my sit him. <laughs> Speaking of not cooking with gas, cooking with the opposite of cook, cooking with uh, poop, uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah. Brandon Cooks, he says he came back from the concussion. I know it's very bad, but he has 56 yards on four catches. He had a donut last week against the Seahawks. He is just not looking right. Uh, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. Kyle I don't think Cooper he's been Cumber healthy all of- at all this season. No, this- no you're right. I, I edited thing, but. The, the the harsh reality is he has at least three guys in, in Cup, Woods, and Higby ahead of him on the depth chart right now. Gerald Everett might play again this week, so that might, that might make four. And anyway, he, and thanks I, for I, the I, first round pick. And Cowboy, yes, and a Cowboys secondary is as shitty as the Cowboys have been looking the last few weeks. The Cowboys secondary is still very good, so I don't I don't think they're it's not like it's just a, it's just not a good good, good uh, get right spot there for Cooks. So I, I would not play his ass this week, particularly in a crucial in a, in a crucial playoff semifinal game. I would not be. This would not be the week to try out Brandon Cooks. All right, and the guys with the legs, Chris, tell me. All right, so my my start of Harrison Butker. 
Now, Harrison Bucker in four of the last five games has 10 or more points. He had 12 points uh, earlier this season against the Broncos. So I'm going to keep rolling with Bucker, man. The guy's been money all year. All right. And you And my sit him is Jake Elliott. Now, Jake Elliott has not been reliable at all, like at all, all year long. And this Eagles and this Eagles offense just cannot seem to get on the same page. Now, it's not his fault because the Eagles offense just stinks. They just can't score. They can't even put him to give him an opportunity to make kicks. And even against a poopy team like the Redskins, I just don't see a lot of opportunities emerging for Elliott. So, yeah. Yep. All right. And my guys with the legs, I want you guys to start. Matthew Prater versus the Buccaneers. Um, I think – uh, uh, the Buccaneers um, secondary, obviously not very good. Uh, however, the Lions offense uh, has been sputtering as of late with David Blair uh, under, under center. I think, uh, I, I wow. think they'll, they'll, they'll be able to do just enough to get into field goal range. I think Matthew Prater is going to have a really good day against this Bucks defense. Not necessarily meeting a win for Matt Patricia and his team, though. Wow. Um, and, wow. yeah, and for my sit uh, I'm going to – Tell you guys, sit Young Ho Ku versus the 49ers. Obviously, Young Ho has been um Young Hui, Young Hui Ku. Sorry, I'm I'm an asshole. Anyway, uh, so it's too much. It's it, 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 sitting there for the taking, Young Ho. That's how that's yeah. how it's spelled. It looks like it's Young Ho. You're like, you know what? I'm rolling well, with that. They called him Young Ho Ku too, like like for I a while. His name on was air. Young Ho until until the beginning of the season. I thought his name was Young Ho, and I was very disappointed to find out that his name was not Young Ho. <laughs> But All young right. way, still pretty fun. Still pretty fun. Indeed. Anyway, um, I, I I just think like this 49ers defense is miles and miles ahead of where this you know anemic Falcons offense uh, has been. Obviously, Matt Ryan um, was uh, just became the second youngest uh, quarterback to ever reach fifty thousand yards um, passing, or yeah, or the second fastest to ever reach fifty thousand yards passing. So, congratulations to Mr. Matt Ryan on on uh, accomplishing that feat. Yeah, we're going to give you a Jason Garrett clap. Jason Garrett is very proud of you, Matt Ryan. That wasn't nearly rigorous enough. Yeah. But whatever. Yep. Uh, however, however, I think this 49ers defense is going to be the bee's knees and is going to shut down uh, Mr. Matty Ice. And uh, I think Young Young Ku is going to be the uh, unfortunate uh, detractor in that. Uh, in terms of defense, start the Seahawks versus the Carolina. I can't say how how little faith I have in this Carolina team at this point. I think they've been completely demoralized, and I think the Seahawks' defense is going to pick them apart. They're, they're not getting up for Perry Fuel. It's a problem. Yeah. No, absolutely. And um, couldn't really couldn't really decide on one this week, so I just said sit the Cincinnati Bengals' defense versus the Browns. What? Here's the thing. I could totally see this being my whiff next week. Just the, bang- the Bengals against the Patriots. What? Um, I'm, oh, I'm the, sorry. sorry. Yeah, that was last week by the Browns. The, yeah. the Bengals against the Patriots. Yeah, that's but no, 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 no. I, I knew that. But at the, but at the same time, like with the with the way the Patriots have been playing, if 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 it just bottomed out right now uh, against the Bengals, especially after freaking Spygate two point that would be the saddest. No, that would be no Brady. If that if the if that happens, Belichick and Brady should be forced to retire on the spot. Yeah. That would be the sad. That would be the biggest stain on their legacy. Screw Deflate Gate. Screw Spy Gate. Screw anything. Losing, losing to the, to the one in the one twelve Bengals. Losing to the one with Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. 
Right. Even even if it's not like even if it's a Patriots victory, just Brady throws three interceptions and they win ten oh, to three. I would I would lose my my head would explode. Truly would explode if that happened. Yeah. So you know it's funny. That's funny. Hell of a transition because guess who my stardom is? Oh yeah. The Patriots and the Bengals. I know. Really going on a limb here with this one. Now the Patriots have not had like a truly like insane performance since uh, that was since week whatever that end of October they played the Browns. And I think they're due. The Bengals have allowed the most fantasy points to defenses. And obviously, I think the Patriots are going to be really, really hungry to just eviscerate the Bengals after losing two consecutive games, particularly uh, after the controversial win against the uh, controversial loss to the Chiefs last week. So I think they're going to be ready to crack some skulls. And I think poor Andy Dalton is going to be, uh, and Joe Mixon and whatnot, are going to be uh, in the sights and be the, are the victim of that murder on the field. Uh, my now my sitem is the uh, Bears defense. They have obviously not been very good fantasy purposes of late, and they have to go to Lambeau this week. So that is just a naughty recipe for success. That simple. All right. Well, that is the end of our stardom sitem segment. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm right. Unfortunately, I think Pete might have uh, lost service at this oh, point. Pete, are you still there? I am still here. Yep. All right. It's just really dark in his car. So, Pete, I'm just letting you know we have reached the end of Earful of Fantasy. It has been great to have you, man. Um, yep. You know, obviously, you were yeah. super not. You were not in the setting that you know you, you thought you would be, but you 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 stuck it out doing the show from your car anyway. Tremendous display of dedication. We appreciate that. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, maybe if you if, if you have the opportunity ever, ever ever again to do the show properly from your living room in front of your computer, we would love to have you back. Um. Anyway, Chris, final thoughts. Pete, final thoughts. I I want to go to bed. And yeah, I'm me do- too. <laughs> <laughs> I there still have go. more work because I I you guys now. Fortunately. Yep. Well, thank you very much anyway, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now that it's just me and Chris, we're going to go ahead and do the good old end of the show spiel. Uh, My final thoughts, McClunky to my fellow Star Wars fans. Yeah, that. Yep. Not happy about that shit either. Anyway. If there's nothing else, I'd like to thank you folks for listening to this episode of Earful of Fantasy. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., except for this night, of course, here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you subscribe to it on Earful of Fantasy and whatever that provider may be. If the show is no longer listed on Earful of Dirt's normal feed while you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris or on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks, and may the fantasy gods be kind to you, unless, of course, you're playing one of us. Bye! You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.